0: line podcast hey what's going on this is the bottom line podcast presented by anchor.fm your home for sports and entertainment talk i'm jim Finizio, alongside Neilville piano we hope you're doing well as always thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to take a listen we truly appreciate it. You know what it is. Hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at BottomLineWMCX and on Twitter at the MVP Show and Instagram at MVPQB11, hashtag bottom line. And as always, if you like what you're seeing on YouTube, please drop a like and a comment down below. It helps out tremendously. And please make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss an episode and subscribe on all, all new listening platforms. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast first things first if you're not watching on youtube i i apologize if my camera angle is a little bit different than normal i'm actually coming to you from an undisclosed location in new jersey while neil his is car. back car yes in my car the answer
1: is his car he's not yes, he's trying to it, make it, it is, sound like it's it, bigger than it, it, is. Is, it is my car, car but i
0: am but i am in an undisclosed location so my apologies if my camera angle is a little bit different than normal but neil and i both are still in jersey neil how's everything with you man Everything is peachy
1: keen. It's been a nice couple of days weather-wise here. Uh, been able to get out and actually enjoy the weather. Uh, been to the beach a couple times with some people, which is good. Uh, gonna try to definitely do that more often as the summer rolls along. And other than that, just continuing to do work on things that I need to do work on and uh, just taking things one day at a time. How, how's things by
0: year? I 100%. I 100% feel that. Everything is just fine on my end, been taking a, a lot of walks outside lately, and it's been just a gorgeous week. So I am really, really looking Ooh, forward to seeing what the weekend is. has to offer. So it's been gorgeous. <laughs> I hope this keeps up for at least a little while. Although uh, we might need some rain once in a while, but you know what? As long as it's this true. weather sticks around, I'm 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 enjoying it very very much. And I'm sure if you're a Knicks or a Nets fan, you're probably enjoying things right now as both of team both teams are in the NBA playoffs, and that's exactly what we'll be talking about today. We'll be previewing both teams' series and who we think will win each series. And, Neil, I hope you don't mind, but I want to start with your Brooklyn Nets first. Well, actually, first of all, let's look at where both teams finish in the standings. So, regular season standings. The Knicks finished 41-31 and 31 as the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference, and the Nets finished 48 And 24, just one game back behind the Philadelphia 76ers for the second seed in the Eastern Conference. And the Nets will be facing the Boston Celtics in the first round of the playoffs. This is going to be a very, very interesting series, even though me personally, I feel like it's a teeny, teeny bit one-sided because, let's face it, the Celtics... been struggling lately they've been struggling and everybody's pretty much saying if the celtics don't get anything done uh, brad stevens may be fired look i don't think that's fair yet do i think it's fair for him to be on the hot seat at least yes but i don't think it would be fair for him to be fired right this second let's see what happens in this series then we can have a discussion but do i think it's fair for him to be on the hot seat if they don't do anything in the playoffs i think so yes we can have a discussion there but The reason why I say it's a bit one-sided here is, A, like I said, the Boston Celtics have been struggling. B, they have a plethora of injuries, including Jalen Brown, which has been a big blow for them all season long. And let's face it, Jason Tatum cannot do everything by his damn self. I mean, he pretty much has been carrying this team on his back the past couple of games. And with the Nets, I mean, you got the big three. You got Harden, you got Durant, you got Kyrie. Who knows if they're going to stay healthy all postseason long. That remains to be seen. But as long as those three remain healthy, this Brooklyn Nets team is going to be tough to stop offensively in these playoffs. And because of that, Neil, I got the Brooklyn Nets winning this series in five games. I, I, I just think it's too one-sided. I think the Nets have too much offensive firepower, even with just two out of the three players, even if it's just the combination of either Harden or Durant, Harden or Kyrie, KD and Kyrie, KD and Hart, however you want to put it, even if it's just two of those three guys and not just all three, I still think it's going to be a big problem for the Celtics defensively. And like I said, they've been struggling for the most part the last half of the regular season. So give me the Brooklyn Nets in five games. Bruce
1: Brown, Chris Chiosa, Nick Claxton, Spencer Dinwiddie, Kevin Durant, Jeff Green, Blake Griffin, James Harden, Joe Harris, Kyrie Irving, Mike James, Alize Johnson, Tyler Johnson, DeAndre Jordan, Timothy Luwalu, Cabrera, Reggie Perry, Landry, Shamit. To me, ladies and gentlemen, the Nets do not have a big three. They have a big 15. And the reason that mm-hmm. I say that is, yes, will it sound biased because I'm a Nets fan 100 percent, but I've also watched this team from start to finish. This right. team finished the year on a high note. This team finished with depth. Yes. Did the Nets not have their big three for the majority of the season? Understandable. They played eight games this entire year together. The right. good news is, is that they've had a week now to prepare for this series against, you know, it was going to be either Boston or it was going to be the Washington Wizards. And right. so they end up getting the Boston Celtics. Now, the Nets need to exercise some demons in the postseason. They need to beat some of the teams that they have had trouble with in the years past. Uh, The Nets and Celtics have a very close connection because if everybody remembers about six, seven years ago, the Nets made the infamous trade of acquiring Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Jason Terry uh, for several first round picks that actually ended up becoming the likes of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Mm. And for Kyrie Irving, you know, it's obviously, his first opportunity in the postseason against his former team, the Boston Celtics. And you look at Kevin Durant, this is, you know, his first time back in the playoffs since, you know, he was with the Golden State Warriors. And so he's going to be energized at James Harden. Harden's main goal, 100%, is to win an NBA championship. That's what it is. That's the only thing from a, I guess you could say, somewhat individual level, but also from a team level, that James Harden has not won yet in his career. Um. I don't right. think, the, I think the Nets will play down to their competition uh, because they've done that before. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think I, I want to say that the Celtics will probably win a game or two. They're definitely not going to sweep. I would be shocked if there was a sweep. I would, I mean, I would be okay with it because then yeah. the Nets could just, you know, make light work and move on to round two, because we know that if they do get to round two, <laughs> we know what's coming. Barring something crazy. We know, right, exactly. we know what the Nets are going to get in round two. And that's going to be difficult. Yes. But you look at this, you mm-hmm. look at this team and the way that Sean Marks has put it together, especially knowing how difficult it was to trade away some of our young talent in Karis Lavert, Jared Allen, um, even Rodion's Kuroots to a lesser extent. Uh, we had Torian Prince. We had a pretty different team at the beginning of the year. And we have an m- even much different team at the end of the season and you look at some of the guys that that sean marx has brought in i mean he brought in blake griffin um after he was bought out and he's been one of our most energized players i love seeing him play i absolutely oh, yeah. love the role that he plays on this team um he brought in lamarcus aldridge unfortunately he had to retire but at the same time it was still nice to have him for the the little time that we did and he brought in other guys he brought in mike james Nobody really knew who Mike James was. He was the best player um, in Europe when it comes to how good he was, and he came over and got off to a slow start. But as he progressed with the team, he saw, he started to get going. Ali Zay Johnson is the first player in Nets history to have 20 points and 20 rebounds in a game coming off the bench. Off the mm. bench. His first game with the Nets, mind you, they got blown out, but he came off the bench and got a triple-double. So that shows you... Yep the amount of depth that this team has. And we have shooters all around. The biggest issue that I have with this Nets team is not their defense, because I think when push comes to shove, I think that they will play defense. The the problem that I have is this. They are very much like the golden state warriors in this sense. If they are not making their shots, they will not win. They will lose games because you are going to get the best from every single team. You face every single game. You are not going to get, if they get, if the nets get on somebody and they're, you know, the other team is having an off night and the nets are going to win because even if they're also having an off night, the nets are just a better team. And unfortunately it's not like in other sports where talent, isn't the only thing that can win you a championship in the NBA, especially what we've seen from, from these talented super teams. It's kind of what ends up happening after a while that talent ends up taking over. I think that the chemistry is going to be fine. I think that when you look at Harden and Kevin Durant, I mean, they already have chemistry because they played together in years past. They know what they can do with each other. And then with Kyrie, he has chemistry with Kevin Durant and he's building chemistry with James Harden. I think what you're going to see in the playoffs is that there will not be a minute where all three guys on the nets, uh, big three, if you want to call it that are going to be on the bench. I think at one point or another, you're going to have one of the three on the, on the court with the rest of the guys. Um, unless we're blowing at somebody or something, and it doesn't and it doesn't matter. But right, the Nets right. are much better than the Boston Celtics, um, and that's not being 100%. biased. That's just being factual. I mean, the Nets I think beat right. the Celtics every time they faced them this year. And you look at yeah, Jalen Brown got hurt, done for the year. Well, that pretty much put it away. I mean, do I think this series could have gone deeper if Jalen Brown was playing? I think it maybe but again the thing is is that the nets talent is going to end up prevailing after a while and for that reason I have the nets winning in six because I do think that the net six, I okay. do think that the Celtics are going to win some games I do think the nets are going to have some some situations where they're not getting their shots and the Celtics are going to go down and knock everything down because that's happened very very often with the nets and I think that's one thing why people are easy to criticize the Nets for their defense. Do they have moments where their defense is terrible? Yes. But there are plenty of times where they're playing really good defense and the other team just throws something up and it goes in. That's what happens a lot more often than people realize. So look, the the Nets have, they do have weaknesses. They're not impossible to beat. I don't care what anyone I don't care what anyone says that all the Nets have all three of their guys healthy and everything they're unstoppable any team can be beat any team can be beat at any given moment so I'm not going to sit here and beat my chest and say that I think the Nets will definitely make the NBA finals I've never seen them in the NBA finals let alone the conference finals so right I am not going to get all excited or anything I'm but I'm not confident enough to say that it's going to be a cakewalk. Do I want to be wrong? Yeah. As long as we win the series, I don't really care how long it takes. If it takes seven games, it takes seven games. That's all I care. You know, but if we, if we move on, that's what I care about. And we know that the target is our back. We're not the number one seed, but we are certainly, we have the biggest target on our back being the team that we are and the talent that we have on this team. And I mentioned Spencer Dimwitty before he's still, there's still the possibility he could come back. I don't know how much he could contribute But it's certainly going to be a hell of a story if he comes back and actually plays at some point in these playoffs, if the Nets make a long run. Um, But this team has a lot of depth. Uh, I know the center position is somewhat of a question mark, but I will say this. When Nicholas Claxton is in the game, the Nets have one of the best defenses in the NBA because they still have a shot-protecting rim protector. They still have a shot-blocking rim protector. So it's still – so they can get it going. And Steve Nash, look, he's got – a. like I said, the Nets have had a week here to prepare – and now they're gonna be ready to go Saturday night in their first game. They're gonna have fans a lot more than they had during the regular season. It's gonna be, it's gonna be exciting. And, mm. and it's gonna be the beginning of what should be, hopefully can be, a very long journey to a, possibly winning an NBA championship. But I'm gonna give the Nets to win a series in six. I and look, when it comes to the Celtics, really quick and talking about you know Stevens, I don't think it's justified for him to get fired if they don't win this series, because you look at the adversity that they've had to face. And then you look at the fact that they got on exactly. a roll this season and were able to get themselves into a playoff position. But I do also get that with this core that the, that the Celtics have put together um, they still haven't been able to go very far in the playoffs. So. Right. You kind of wonder when that's going to change. Uh, you know, I question how much longer Danny Ainge has got. I mean, I still think Danny Ainge is one of the best executives in the NBA, but they haven't produced even getting to the finals yet. Last year, they lost in the conference finals to the Miami Heat, and this year they're expected. They had to play a playing game just to get in. If they had lost to the Wizards, yep. they would have been playing last night against the Hornets to prevent themselves from losing and getting knocked out without even really making the playoffs. But
0: exactly,
1: Jason Tatum had to carry the team. Jason Tatum can win the Celtics a game or two on his own. I've seen him do it, and I think it could happen. But could he win a seven-game series against the Nets team that even if they're not fully healthy, if they only have two of the stars? I don't think so. So give me the Brooklyn Nets to win that first-round series against Boston in six games.
0: All right. So, no, that that's, that's fair. And, again, like I said before, Jason Tatum, as good as he is, I don't think he can do everything by him damn himself all the time. He definitely needs help. And look, he's, he's pretty much carried the team on his back for the latter half of the regular season. So let's Mm -hmm. see what happens with the Celtics, but you are right. We both have the nets winning, but I have them in five. Neil has them in six, which I, which I think is, which I think is a fair assessment. It wouldn't surprise me if it went six games, but I I just think it's too one-sided. Give me the nets in five games, Nick fans. We're talking to you next. Your team is in. And they've got quite the matchup ahead. They are playing the Atlanta Hawks, the five seed in the Eastern Conference, who, by the way, finished with the exact same record as the Knicks, 41 and 31. And why is that? Because they started off the year 14 and 20, and they had to fire their head coach, Lloyd Pierce. And then after that, they finished the year 27 and 11, which included a plus four and a half net rating that ranked second to the top seeded Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern conference conference since the start of March. Talk about an impressive turnaround. The Atlanta Hawks definitely turned their season around, but look, we all know how good Trey young is. He's only 22 years young. He's still going to be an absolute stud for years to come, but here's the thing when the Knicks have faced him, They've actually done a pretty good job of keeping him quiet. Not only did they win all three games against the Hawks during the regular season, but they held Trey Young to 36.2% shooting and just three of 14, that's 21.4%, from three-point range. So if there's anybody who can keep Trey Young quiet, it would happen to be the the New York Knicks. And look, you got to give the new head coach of the Hawks a lot of credit. He's really done a good job with turning young and the entire team around after, since they went 14-20. and 20. But to be 100% honest with you, with the job that Tom Thibodeau has done, who, by the way, is a finalist for Coach of the Year, and thank goodness he should be, along with uh, Monty Williams and who the heck is the coach of the Utah Jazz again? What the heck is his name? Um... I forget I forget his name, but somebody let me know who's the coach of the Utah Jazz. He's also up for Coach of the Year as well. You got to give him credit as well. But look, we can talk about who should win Coach of the Year in another episode. Personally, for me, I think it should be Thibs or Monty Williams, either of the two. But Monty look, Williams, what, hands down. Well, yeah, it, there's it no debate. Be, no, there's it, there's
1: no debate because no debate for you. I understand okay, what okay. the Knicks have done. I understand what the Knicks have done, but the Phoenix Suns are the number one seed or true. at least in the, t- the number two seats, excuse me, in the Western Conference. Nobody, true. and I repeat, nobody thought the Suns were going to be this good. And all true. they needed was a guy like, like Chris Paul to come in and help. And that's what he's done. That's he true. did the, He's doing the same thing he did last year with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He's doing the same thing. He's basically just bringing this team along and taking them to, a ne- to another level. So, and, and Monty Williams, look. This man went 8-0 in the bubble last year, and they still didn't make the playoffs. That man did everything he possibly can to win, to get his You're right team in the playoffs last year, and he didn't do it. Of course, they have to play the Los Angeles Lakers, who are the lower seed, because that's just how it is. Um, <laughs> but I think Tom Thibodeau has done a phenomenal job with the Knicks. Do not get me wrong. Um, but I think Monty Williams, with what he's done, uh, I think he deserves to be coach of the year more because he did more with the Phoenix Suns than what Tom Thibodeau
0: did with the Knicks this year. No, I I, I can't argue with that. You you make fair points. And would it surprise me if you want Coach of the Year? Absolutely not. He absolutely deserves it. But the reason why I say it should be either or is because, in my opinion, Tom Thibodeau did more with less talent around him. Because if you really think about it, who on the Knicks is a bona fide superstar? Julius Nobody. Nobody. Julius Randle. Well, besides him, Julius by the Randall. way, he, he, he's, up. he's up for most improved player. No shocker there. I mean, Julius Randle really, really has turned this game around. I'm really impressed. I love Julius Randle playing like a damn new MVP candidate. So props to Julius Randle there. But that's why I say it should be either or. That's just me. We can talk more in depth about that in a future episode, but I digress there. But bottom line is, between the Knicks and the Hawks, I like the Knicks and six. I I think it's going to go six games. I I think given the regular season success that the Knicks have had against the Hawks, again, they swept the season series for crying out loud. Again, the postseason can be different. I totally understand that. But I think that Tibbs is going to have these guys ready to go. And we've seen seen the job he's done. He's a no-nonsense guy. He's a defensive-minded coach. They have one of the best defenses in the NBA for crying out loud. So if they can do the same job on Trey Young as he did in the regular season, again, in the postseason – the Hawks are going to have a lot of trouble. Give me the New York Knicks in six games in, against the Atlanta Hawks. You know, there's, there's
1: a, and maybe it's just because I'm a Nets fan, but there's, a, there's a part of me that wants to believe that the Hawks could actually win this series, and, and they very well could. They very well could because at some point, uh, somebody's going to be able to figure out the Knicks uh, thing on defense. Uh, and look, you mentioned it. The Knicks have statistically the best defense in the NBA and defense does right. win championships. And and they got, they got this Tom Thibodeau got this team to really believe in itself and to work hard and to, you know, be physical and it's worked out. It's really, really worked out. And I think that a lot of it has to do with element of surprise, but it also means that the Knicks have actually worked hard and gotten to the point where they need to be. Um, look, the Knicks are the, the, The higher seed, they're going to have home court advantage. I mean, we know Madison Square Garden, I think it's going to have 90% uh, of fans. So that place is going to be rocking.
0: Last I I checked, I think they sold like 15,000 seats at Madison Square Garden, which is the most they've had all season so far, which is tremendous. It's going to be really, really exciting.
1: I believe it. I believe it. And look, I understand if Knicks fans want to beat their chest. I get it. It's understandable. You finally Mm. got back to the playoffs. Um, You're not going very far. Just gonna mm. call it like it is. Um yeah, I, I,
0: I think I think they'll at least win this series, then they'll get bounced out. But that's just me.
1: I don't think they're gonna win this series. I think oh. that they will lose in seven. I think they're gonna seven lose in games. seven. And the reason wow. that I say that, the okay. reason that I the reason I say that is, is simply this. And I could be totally wrong, and honestly, I think this series is gonna have to go to distance regardless of who wins it. I do not okay. think it's a cakewalk for the Knicks. I don't. I personally don't. Because this is a four-five matchup. So these are very evenly teams. Like you mentioned, they have the uh, same identical record. So right. clearly and look, we know that John Collins is not going to be fully ready to go once the playoffs start. So it's mm-hmm. going to be the Trey Young show for a lot of it. But Trey Young is that dude. Trey Young is a guy who can ball out and really take over a game. And I think yes. he will have to at some point. And I think it's going to be a back and forth series. I I wouldn't be surprised if it went like Knicks, Hawks, Knicks, Hawks, Knicks, Hawks, you know, <laughs> just back. No, yeah. I'm serious. Just back and yeah. forth. It's going to be interesting. No, you're right. To me, what's, it, what it's going to come down to is not defense. It's going to be when these games are close, because a lot of these games are going to be close. Who's going to take that last shot for both teams? Who's going to be the guy that's going to have to step up? I think that the I, I have the Knicks losing in seven for one reason, one reason only. I do not trust a lot of the other guys when it comes to shooting the back basketball mm. i think if you get the ball in julius randall's hands i think that he can make stuff happen but there's a couple other guys i don't know i don't know they still have a very young team so if they get knocked out would it, would i be totally would i be like one of those people that like gives crap to the knicks like oh it was a failed season no it's already a successful season because you made the playoffs
0: yeah you, you which, which, which nobody expected 500 yeah which nobody expected because they were projected to win 22 games this year
1: Right, and, and I think it's understandable to think that way because if you look at the team where it looked like at the beginning of the season, it, it didn't look like a team that was going to make massive, massive movements to where exactly. they are right now.
0: Th- this wasn't and expected,
1: it, let alone having them host a playoff series. No right. one expected this that is, either. Right, and anything the Knicks do from this point on is gravy because they've, exactly. already, they've <laughs> exactly. already done a great job, and they're not even going to be in the lottery. So that's nope. a W in itself. That's yep. a W in itself. So... As long as the Knicks, and I'm talking specifically about James Dolan, as long as James Dolan doesn't touch anything, he just lets, you you know, Rose and World Wide West and Tom Thibodeau to do their job, the Knicks are going to be fine. The Knicks will continue to get better. But the fact that I'm already hearing, oh, they're going to be trying to go after a star. Look, you've tried this before and it didn't work. It may not be time yet, unless you get the right superstar. I don't know who that is. But if you think that, like, getting DeMar DeRozan in the offseason is going to be your star, you are on drugs. Um, he's a complimentary piece. A he's not that. But going back to this series, it's going to be electric. Do not get me wrong. It's going to be back and forth. And what you're going to see is that here is how the Hawks are going to lose. If the Hawks lose the series, this is how they're going to lose. They're going to get tired out because the Knicks are going to grind every yep. single game. And they're going to be physical. They're going to do whatever they can to get to that point. And look, the Knicks know that this is going to be an uphill climb and they know they have expectations now. I think a lot of people expect them to win this series. So if they don't, is it somewhat of a failure? It's a failure from the standpoint of a lot of people thought that they were going to win because on paper, they are technically at at times a better team than the Atlanta Hawks, particularly down low. Um, But I still have the Hawks, winning this series in seven games. I just think it's going to be back and forth. It's okay. a toss-up. And so I'm going to go with the Hawks in seven.
0: All right. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's bold. I like it. And it wouldn't surprise me in any stretch of the imagination. But I do agree with you, Neil. This series is going to be extremely, extremely tight. And it would not shock me at all if it went seven games. Because, look, both teams, like I said before, shared the exact same record. They have the same identity, okay, and they're both going to try and look and shut you down. So, especially especially with the job that Tibbs has done defensively. So that's what I'm keeping my eye, on, eye out on with the Hawks. Of course, of course, Trey Young. I'm keeping my eyes out on, but the supporting cast around him definitely needs to help him out. I think they will do just that. But bottom line is. I have the Knicks winning in six. Neil has the Atlanta Hawks in seven. And we also have the Nets winning against the Boston Celtics. I have them winning in five. He has them winning in six. And on that note, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. Let us know who you have winning each series. And actually, I do have one response here from Instagram from uh, my boy, Luca, who actually went to my alma mater, Monmouth University, at LG Morello 21 on Instagram. He says Knicks in five. I don't know. I don't know about five games, man. I don't know. I mean, look, would it shock me at all? Yes. Quite a bit. Yes. Quite a bit. I, I don't expect this series to go five. This series is not going five games. I'm sorry. If it does, I'll be shocked. I'll be shocked. Because there is no way in hell that this Knicks team with very little talent, regardless of the job that Tom Thibodeau has done, there is no way on God's green earth that this series is going five games. I'm sorry, Luca. I love you, man, but I do agree with you. that The Knicks will win the series, but five games. Come on, man. Let's pump the brakes a little bit here.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's wishful thinking. I'm assuming he's a Knicks fan. So if he is that, that makes sense. Um, look, (laughs) I'm just going to call it like it is. Um, Most Knicks fans, not all, there's some good ones, but most of them are pretty delusional with their thinking.
0: Yes. Uh, They they have been, they have been since. Just just, uh, just like like some other, just like some other New York sports fans.
1: Right. And this is part of the reason why I think a lot of people do not want to see the Knicks do well, because it comes to this point. It's either everybody is super negative and complains about all the fact that they've been suffering since 73, which is a really stupid thing to say because as a fan of a team who hasn't even won a championship in their history i mean it's kind of stupid but that's all right um
0: thank you thank you the
1: other thing is that you have an owner that clearly does not know what he's doing and clearly does not care because he's proven it before now has he done a good job with the knicks this year yeah he's just stayed out the. he just stayed the hell out the way just stayed Almost the hell out of way. Life. but let me warn knicks fans don't get too too cocky because if you do, as it's happened in years past, you're going to fall flat on your face and yep. something's going to go wrong. And then you're going to go back to complaining about how you have, how you feel like you're entitled to something.
0: You're going okay? to start from square one all over again. And that's not what you want right now.
1: Right. And, uh, oh, this is also a message to some Knicks fans. Yeah. I know you like to say that you don't associate yourself with Stephen A as a Knicks fan. No, he is a Knicks fan. Okay. He is a Knicks fan. He is part of your fan base. Deal with it. OK, except the fact that he makes really crazy out outtakes about the Knicks. Yes. You know, deal with the fact that every single time a first take since the la- since last month, all he wants to talk about is the Knicks. Don't pretend like, oh, we don't consider him part of our fan base. No, you do. No, because he is. He is a Knicks fan. Deal with exactly it. deal with it. OK, like this is the thing. And again, look, I understand Knicks and Nets fans do not get along. A lot of people want to call Nets fans frontrunners. Well, were you calling us front runners when we weren't that good? No, exactly. you were calling us an irrelevant franchise. So mm-hmm. if the Nets end up winning a championship before the Knicks win another championship, I don't want to hear anything from any Knicks fan ever again. They could win three championships in a row after that. But if you let the Brooklyn Nets, who have only been in Brooklyn, only been in New York for six, seven years now, and they end up winning a championship before you do, I that's just that's just it is what it is.
0: <laughs> oh man that's uh that's a fair argument you make so keep, i i, I so i've got talking. no keep rebuttal beating against your chest. that that's
1: that's wonderful yeah keep you <laughs> know they can keep beating the chest all they want we'll see we'll see them in the and conference this... finals if they get there we'll see them in the second round if they get there mm. and look and this is why i'm a I'm nets the... fan i have my own worries Look, I'm a Nets fan. I have exactly. my own worries, okay? I'm worried about my own team, yep. all right? I am not beating my chest and saying that the Nets are going to win the championship. I still don't think that they can do it. I'm still worried about it. I'm still worried that things right. are going to fall fall apart because as a Nets fan, watching his team with these expectations, it never works out. So this, exactly. for me, I'm not going to beat my chest until it's the last game of the NBA Finals and we're celebrating a championship. Then I'm going to beat my chest mm. because I deserve to. But I'm not going to beat my exactly. chest when the playoffs haven't even started yet and we got a long way to go. The Knicks fans should do the same thing. Just be grateful that your team made the playoffs, okay? Just be thankful that your team made the playoffs. I'm thankful that my team made the playoffs because at times this year, it looked like this team had no business being in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. just be grateful that enjoy it, okay? Enjoy it. Just don't be an asshole. Excuse my Thank language, you. but just don't be an asshole about it. No, you're right. You win the series. Great, great, but if you lose in the second round it gets swept, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. So deal with it. Just deal with it. And I know nobody wants to see the Nets win a championship because all of a sudden we are the bad guys because we just took advantage of the system that's in place. So I I don't want to hear this. And I know people don't like the Nets because they're originally from Jersey. But a lot of you Nets fans, you are from New Jersey. That's the sad Thank thing. you. Yes. There are some people, I'm not going to name names, but there are some people that chose to all of a sudden decide to stop being a Nets fan all because they moved across the Hudson River. They didn't go to Seattle. They moved across the river and they decided to become a fan of a team that's already in New York. What is the difference?
0: So. There is none. There is none. I am
1: happy for the Knicks. I hope that they do well. I would love to see a Knicks-Nets playoff series. I think that would be great for New York City. I think that would be great for the sport of basketball. The amount of money that the NBA could make off of that would be phenomenal. Okay, But let's be realistic here. Okay, The Knicks can upset anybody that they put their mind to if they keep playing the way that they're playing. But if they're not making shots, because sometimes they don't, that's going to be their downfall. But we'll see. You got to win this series against Atlanta first. So go win that.
0: Yep. Nope. Yep. You're, you're 100% right. I'm with you on everything you just said. I've got no rebuttal. But Knicks fans, let's, uh, let's pump the brakes. If you win this series, great. Just don't be a jerk about it. And if you get swept in the second round, just be thankful that your team made the playoffs to begin with when you weren't even expected to, let alone host a damn playoff series in Madison Square Garden. Okay? So just be thankful. This is why I am just a casual basketball fan as of right now. That might change in the future. We shall see. But for right now, Knicks fans, come on. Pump the brakes a little bit here. On that note, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Bottom Line Podcast. Let us know who you have winning each series for the Nets and Celtics and the Knicks and the Hawks. Let us know on Twitter and Instagram at BottomLineWMCX and on Twitter at Show and Instagram at NVPQB11. Use the hashtag bottom line and as always if you like what you see on youtube drop a like and a comment down below helps out tremendously and please make sure you subscribe hit the bell so you don't miss an episode and subscribe on all audio listening platforms just include jimmy when searching for this podcast the nba playoffs are here both new york teams represented neil and i have the nets winning their series neil has the hawks winning against the knicks and i have the knicks beating the hawks who do you have winning for Neville Piano, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace, and enjoy the NBA playoffs.